construction. Refers, refers to a building, building structure, or project that is unfinished, but actively being worked on. Contrary to how it may look right now, in spite of what it may appear like to you, regardless of the smile I put on, the delightful, compassionate, and loving dispositions I betray, behind all of that, I don't always have life figured out. I don't always have it together. I am a work in progress. I am under construction. Angelique and welcome back to the complex this is the under construction podcast where I talk about the things that I'm loving my perspective on what's occurring in the news the latest in the media and of course dropping those weekly gems that I pray are inspiring and can be applied in this everyday journey we call life the song that you were just listening to is titled Best of Me by Anthony Hamilton the single was first released in 2011 on his album black love y'all we at phase 
11. This is the 11th phase of the Under Construction Podcast, and I'm so ecstatic. I'm glad that you guys stuck with your girl all the way to the end of the first season of the podcast, but we are in for a treat. Not only do we have myself, Angelique Winfield, in the building, we have Mr. Brandon Winfield, my better whole, my headache, my boyfriend, my lover, my friend, my husband. He's all that. He's all that. <laughs> Here he go. He already bought the cut up, so I just want to let y'all know that you guys are in for some thorough entertainment. He's also extra. You're in for a treat. Yes, you are. <laughs> What's up, y'all? How y'all doing? Uh, go ahead, baby. <laughs> Like I said, this is phase 11, and today, me and hubby will be talking about the joy and pressure in marriage. That's right. So, before we get started, just a backdrop, just to let you guys know what I did was, um, I set up a poll on Instagram, and I asked all of you what it was that you thought that me and my husband should be discussing as it pertains to the joy and pressures in marriage, or just marriage in general, and so we have... A few comments. We received a few comments and a few questions that we're going to discuss. But before we get into that, Mr. Winfield, tell me, what do you think about the title? What comes to mind when you think about the joy and pressure in marriage? Well, I mean, the joy and pressure of marriage, I think, uh, just personally, personally, uh, of course, you know, joy, you know, the good, pressure, you know, the bad and the ugly. You know, but all of those things, I think, tie in together. You know, you can't make a diamond without pressure, you know. Um, so within that, you know, the joy comes out of the pressure. The the love and the commitment comes out of the pressure. The, uh, the understanding comes out of the pressure. The communication, even most importantly, comes out of the pressure. So I think this is going to be a good topic that we're going to hit them with today because, you know, we've been, we've had joys. We have more joys than pressure. But, you know, together we've been able to uh, withstand those, of course, with God on our side and God at the center of everything that we do. So it's uh, it's going to be a good topic. We're going to hit them with the day. And I'm, I'm glad that you would have me to be a part of this awesome podcast. I mean, y'all, if y'all haven't been listening to the podcast, I mean, I'm not just saying this because she's my wife, but because she lives in the same house with me. But <laughs> I'm telling y'all, y'all need to go and check out phase one all the way up to 10. So what I need y'all to do is if you're listening to 11 right now, stop. Go back to number one. And then by the time you get to number 10, you can understand number 11. I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to help you out in, in some way, shape, or form. So, I mean, but going back to joy and pressure uh, of marriage or in marriage, I should say, it's going to be a sweet topic, baby. So let's, let's go ahead and get into it. How about that? All right, well, he pretty much gave all the the backdrop and the theatrics, so we're going to go ahead and we're going to get it going. Um, He has the list of our comments and questions, so what do we have up first, Mr. Winfield? Okay, so we're going to one by one, right? Okay, I thought you wanted me to read them down. Okay, so some of these are topics of discussion, and then some of these are like actual questions. So which ones you want me to start with? And just whatever you, whatever you got. Okay, so um, the first question is, what do you do when you and your spouse are spiritually in different places? Right. So uh, you want to go first, or or what? How do you want? How do you want? I mean. Ladies first, so I guess you can go. Uh, <laughs> somebody send in the clouds. 
boy. You got jokes nah. today, huh? Okay. Nah, I just, um, I need to wake up. Yeah. But no. Yes, that is an awesome question. And my perspective on that is one thing that I say that I would learn or what I've learned is being spiritually mature it doesn't have anything to do with age it doesn't have anything to do with gender Mm -hmm. it doesn't have anything to do with color it has to do with you know your time it has to do with your dedication It has to do with your faith you know in your personal relationship with god even in a marriage you cannot rush someone to be at a level in which you feel like they should be in true and so when you're talking about marriage marriage is very selfless and I would say based off of our personal experience there has always been a time in which someone needed to push someone Mm -hmm. and you know everyone doesn't always have it together as it pertains to their thoughts and what I've personally learned I wouldn't say that I have arrived but I try to be mindful and to perfect is that you know when you feel like someone is lacking in an area as far as their faith or your husband whether it's your husband or whether it's your wife then that's something that you have to intercede on their behalf that they will be able to see God and go to God for themselves and that you begin to speak to who that person is and not to who that person is being at the time. Mm-hmm. However it is that they respond. So whatever the situation is, it can be um, communication, it can be finances, it can be about upkeep in the house, whatever it is, whatever your thing is that's in your marriage that you feel like your your spouse is not really, you know, giving, giving it to God as right. far as their relationship, then you start speaking and interceding on their behalf. Ultimately, you know, you don't want to rush that process. But you also don't want to be a hindrance to the process. You want to be that individual that encourages them. And you also have to learn how to step back and not say anything. Um, I mean, that's all I have for now. I'll give you an opportunity to, you know, share your perspective. I mean, of course. I mean, I I totally agree with what you're saying. Uh, And just to piggyback on that, you know, when... Uh, excuse me, like when you or your partner, you know, where it has, you're in marriage and you're spiritually in different places, uh, the one thing that I would encourage uh, the spouse that is in a uh, deeper spiritual relationship to do with, uh, as it pertains to the spouse, where in which you feel like you're, that's in a different place is to one, be patient, you know, because, uh, our, your relationship with God, everybody's relationship is different. Like my relationship is not going to be the same as your relationship right. or our our relationship is not going to be the same as our pastor's relationship uh, when it comes to God. So one thing I would say as far as in a marriage, if one spouse is spiritually mature, uh, more mature than the other one, it's one to be patient. Of course, to continue to pray, uh, to intercede on their behalf, just like you said. The other one is to also, uh, I would say is, you know, don't try to influence your spouse or to or try to manipulate your spouse into being where you want them to be. Uh, a lot of times, you know, just how you said. I mean, I, I agree with you when you say, you know, to try to encourage and push your spouse to move uh, to a more spiritually mature relationship. But uh, in your encouragement, make sure that you're not being manipulative. You know, when you're doing that. Also, uh, you want to, you know, uh, look for God in that situation, uh, whether it be, you know. Uh, uh, it could be someone that's faith is not as strong as yours. Your spouse's faith is not as strong as yours, or your your spouse's uh, 
devotional time is not as, what's the word, it's not as continual as yours, you know, daily devotion. You know, your spouse may only talk to God when he goes to sleep or she goes to sleep or your spouse may only talk to God when they're driving in the car, you know. But you may talk to God every morning when you wake up, when you eat, when you go to sleep, when you're in the bathroom by yourself or, you know, on, on your leisure, you, you may talk to God continuously. So one thing is to always to look for, look for God in the situation and, and also ask God, well, how can I be uh, used to be able to draw him closer unto you or draw her closer unto you? Uh, I would say also as far as when it comes to being in spiritually different places, uh, one of the things that we have to uh, be aware of with our spouses is, is that even though we are one, uh, we are still individuals, you know, we are still individuals. So that comes to, of course, you know, men towards your wives, you know, love your wife as Christ loves the church. So even if she, if you're spiritually mature than your wife, you're still supposed to love her as Christ loved the church. And as far as, you know, the wife is concerned, if she's more spiritually uh, devoted into God, unto God uh, than her husband, then uh, that comes to the, you know, submit yourselves to your husband as far as saying, you know, well, he may not be spiritually mature, but at least let me show him the love of God to wherein I can submit myself so that anything that he had, he asks or anything that he needs, I can be there to help him. And then also to, uh, for couples in general or, or marriages in general is to don't, uh, not underestimate the power of prayer. Uh, praying together, uh, you know, uh, seeking God together, uh, understanding that it being a marriage is a covenant, so which means that it's blessed by God. So everything that you do is blessed by God. So in times wherein you may feel like your spouse is, you know, not as mature as you are in certain areas, just pray to pray to God. Uh, don't underestimate the power of prayer because I mean, if you're going to worry, don't pray. But if you're going to pray, don't worry. You know. So that's that's what I feel about you know if you if you and your spouse are in two um, different places spiritually. Just, you know, remember to be patient. Don't influence them or try to manipulate them. Uh, look for God in the situation. Um, you know, submit to your spouse or, you know, love your spouse even more regardless of the situation. And, you know, don't un underestimate the power of prayer. So that's probably what I would say to him. Okay. Um, Was that a bit much? I mean. No. Oh, okay. you. But you did say, you said don't influence them. Aren't you supposed to be influential? Well, no. It's, it's not, what do you mean? Well, in, in, in the sense of, you know, when it comes to spiritually different places where, you know, I say don't influence your spouse or try to manipulate them to be where you want them to be. Don't try to influence them to the point where you want them to be, but know that God has had them in that in that place in that season for that time, whether it be God putting them in that place to where in he's trying to show him that, you know, trust me more, or he's trying to say seek me more. You know, it could be it could be a situation wherein uh your spouse could be uh you know only going to church on Sundays and not on Wednesdays or any service that you may have and but you want them to attend so don't try to say you know don't try to influence them and say well baby if you come to church tonight I'll cook some dinner for you this evening or baby if you come to church tonight I know you're my husband and it's been a long time <laughs> you know what I'm saying I'm you know I gotta make you laugh you know I gotta make you laugh but I mean just in general you know what I'm saying don't try to manipulate your spouse uh, or coerce your spouse to be more spiritually mature because of where you want them to be. You know what I'm saying? You understand that? Did I, did I, I kind of get it? I mean, you? I get it. Maybe it's not the right choice of words, but then again, Manipulate. you know. You know manipulate well, would be the word, you know? I would say that uh, you don't want to feel like a bargain. 
Right. Like if you do if you do this, then I'll do, do that. that. And, right. and you know, and one thing I also would like to add, I w- I want to add is that you know, it's not a competition either. Right. You know, it's not a competition. Like, we all have strengths, we all have weaknesses, and the goal in a marriage is for us to balance or help each other operate out of our strengths more uh, and less in our weaknesses. Right. You know, and so when we operate in our strengths, then the areas in which we are not as, um, what's the word, not as strong, Mm And those will begin to be less existent, right. shall I say. They will be. They will begin to be a little less existent. So, you know, you have definitely, like you said, I definitely agree with being patient. You definitely want to be patient. And then you definitely want to start praying and interceding on their behalf. Like, you True. don't want to speak to the person that you see right in front of you. Because right. at the end of the day, you know, just like seasons, circumstances are temporal. Right. And whatever you say to that thing is going it can basically pan out, you know, how, how that person is going to walk out moving forward. Right. So, I mean, that's all I got. You have any, any I mean, last true. minute thoughts? I, mean, I think, I think if you, if you ain't get that, then we, we got to say it backwards. No. <laughs> I think that's funny. Right? <laughs> yeah, that is pretty, that's, that's all I have for that one. Yeah. Um, so what do we have next? Um, let's go with, uh, this question. I don't, of course, you know, I guess we're going to keep the names anonymous. Yeah. We're going to keep them anonymous because I don't have the names anyway. So (laughs) we're going to just call them anonymous. Uh, here's a, here's a question that I've always had seen on my timeline when it comes to social media. Uh, how important is it to discuss who pays what bills before marriage? And I've been seeing this on the timeline from uh for from males from for a minute but mostly from males you know uh so i would want to get the women's perspective first before i, I, I lay on a little heavy heavy <laughs> <laughs> you got so heavy on me yeah come on go ahead <laughs> well i always say to each his own you know whatever floats your boat you know if you if you like it i love it I don't think that you should run your household or run your relationship based off of hearsay, based off of how somebody else is flowing. You need to have your own perspective. You need to have your own mind. And you and your significant other or your spouse, whatever your situation is, particularly marriage, because we are married, you flow based off of your decision. So, I mean... In our household, both of us work. Right. You know, both of us work. I mean, there's been a time that I've stayed at home and he worked primarily, but, you know, that's not really, you know, my thing. If I stay at home, my my ultimate goal is to, you know, be an entrepreneur and run my own and work for myself. But as far as, like, just stay home, take care of the kids and homeschool, not, you know, no shade to anybody who does that because that's work. You know, that's just not my assignment. Right. You know, that's not who that's not who I am. So as much as I love my kids and I'm devoted to my kids, I also I have to work. I have to be able to utilize my creative niche. That's just, you know, my perspective on it. I don't believe in. Oh, so you demand. So you have to pay for and everything. If your situation allows that to be it and you Mm -hmm. and your husband or you and your wife have come to an agreement in which that is going to be suitable, then that's what's up. Right. 
But you shouldn't down your husband if you have to work or if you are working or if you're not in a situation to where, you know, well, why I got to work? You the man. You should be working, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's not accurate. We were having a conversation with somebody and they were saying that the man said that he stayed at home and the wife worked full time. Mm. And this was given to the man. And the mm-hmm. man, and you know, and the man who was getting the story was just like, I mean, how can you do that? But that's coming from a man who always worked. Mm. Women stay home all the time. So my perspective is, I mean, if a woman can do it, a man can do it. Anything you can do, I can do better. <laughs> no. But... If yeah. that's if but if that's their thing, if that's their you know, their situation, I'm not the person to make that man feel bad because right. if he's doing that and they agreed upon it, right. that's what's up. Mm-hmm. If he's doing that and they didn't agree upon it, that's not my business. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I just believe that whatever Whatever works for your household. Yeah, right? whatever whatever you and your your spouse have agreed upon that's gonna work you know work it but don't allow society's views or you know social media be an influential piece to your mindset about who should be paying bills true and true indeed so um just to jump on that i mean once again the question was how important is it is it to discuss who pays the bills before marriage okay so now we look at the question so so that question is before marriage right now before marriage, there has to be independence. Before marriage. Yes, I would agree. So when you're dating someone, this is always a key rule. Uh, I mean, it may not work for everybody, but I mean, it worked for me and my wife. I mean, before we knew God the way that we know him now, we were shacking, okay? <laughs> okay, we were shacking up, but, you know, uh, we, 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 we were adults about what we had. We were, you know, mindful of our bills and our expenses and things of that nature. So... I would just say for those that are not married, okay, the first, before marriage, it has to be independent. So when you're courting someone, you know, make sure you're able to take care of yourself first, because how can you take care of someone else if you can't take care of yourself first? So that means that you're, you know, you're, you're current with your bills, you're on time with your bills, you're, um, you know, you're you're not past due or overdue with your bills, but you're, you stay on top of it. Uh, so that when it comes time to, uh, you know, getting married and decide to, you know, join in together to be to become one as a household, then that conversation comes about wherein you can say, okay, uh, well, baby, I make this much a year, you make this much a year. Uh, I believe that we're able to survive off of one paycheck or one income. Uh, from that sense, then you can decide, okay, well, if this is how much it costs for our living expenses. Uh, and our leisure, then okay, we can do that. But when it comes to explaining or discussing who pays the bills before marriage, you shouldn't discuss that before marriage, I believe, because once once you become one, all the bills is ours. It's not yours, it's not mine, it's our bills. And then especially as, as far as husband and wife is concerned, uh, you know, before God made Eve, he had Adam, but before Adam met Eve, he had a job. You know what I'm saying? Right. He was tending to the garden. You know what I'm saying? And that's when God made a woman. He said, man should not be alone. So he made a woman. So Adam had a job first. Mm -hmm. So men, I'm going to just put this in there. Now, there may be hard times that come around where you can't work, but don't never let it be a time where you don't want to work. 
because when you, when you don't want to work, then that just call, opens up another can of worms that I don't want to even get into right now. So, women, when you meet meet that significant other or that person that you like or that person that you're crushing on, whatever you want to call it, make sure that he has a job first. Make sure that he has a job first because if you're praying for God to bring you a man or bring you a husband, he just going to give you a husband. You need to pray to God and say, God, give me, bring me a husband that will love me, a guy, a husband that will provide, a husband that has a great job because I have a great, you have blessed me with a great job. So give me those things according to what I have also so that way that we can, uh, I can be a help unto him and he can be a help unto me, okay? So when it comes to paying those bills or who pays the bills within marriage, it should be a, it should be a, a joint decision. It should be a joint decision. It shouldn't be a, I want, or from a woman's standpoint, where you the man, you the breadwinner, you should pay all the bills. Right. Because... Right. If, if that be the case, I know there are some men out there. I have a couple that are friends <laughs> that say, if I was the man and I'm the breadwinner and my wife tells me that I need to pay all the bills, they say, well, when I walk in from home, walk in home from work, it better not be a dish in the sink. It better not be a piece of clothes unfolded. It better not be a, a wrinkle in the bed. And I mean, you have to kind of... Look at those things like, oh man, that's that's you know you're controlling or whatnot. But it's like no, it's but kind of facts. because it's it's like if I go out and I work hard and I bust my butt eight hours, regardless of whatever job it is, I'm out you know making finances and working and punching the clock. I should be able to come home and not have to worry about a thing, right? Because the same way that I'm out working is the same way that you're doing the opposite at home. Who knows what you're doing at home? You could be you know baking cookies or helping the kids with arts and crafts. But when it comes to the financial provision of the house, the breadwinner should be able to come into the house. And I mean, it's it's kind of agreeable. It's like, yeah, if I pay all the bills, then I shouldn't see a dish in the sink. I should have food cooked when I'm in the house. I should have my eye, my clothes ironed in the morning. You know what I'm saying? Because these are the these are the things that we're in. Okay, and see, look, you see how you gave me the side eye right there? Y- y'all don't even know how many, what type of eyes she giving me right now. Like, what? What? But no, but for real, but th- this is their standpoint. This is not mine, baby, okay? I'm going to let you know because if I stop working and you be the breadwinner, I'll do the same for you. It wouldn't be a dish in the sink. It wouldn't be a... <laughs> I mean, it's dishes in the sink now, but... <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> oh, that's right. I ain't even been in the kitchen. But yeah, but no, like I was saying, but I, those friends that I have, they say, yeah, if, 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 if it was to work out that way to where in, yes, I'm the only one that's bringing in finances for the house and paying all the bills for the house... Then on your part, I would expect you to have this done in the house. If right. I'm working on things in order to, right. you know, bring finances to the house, then when I enter into the house, then I expect things to be a certain way. So I mean, so that's a, a an important discussion to have. But also just to know that it's a joint adventure when it comes to marriage. I mean, you all are one. How can two be together except they agree, right? So there you have it. It has to be just an agreement on the situation as far as yo. I can take care of this. You can take care of that. So let's just work it this way. It's all in how you work your situation. It's all in how you work your marriage. That's the only way your marriage is going to work. I also would like to interject and say that if I'm not mistaken, you know, in the vows it says for richer or for poor, Mm -hmm. meaning that things are STC, subject to change right and so anything can happen you know so i would just say take a a household like our household where we both work say somebody loses their job so there's going to be a shift right there's going to be a shift 
you know, who knows how long that shift is going to be. That's going to be a determining factor based off of how proactive proactive the person is and you know how open the job market is right you know coming from somebody who has been unemployed for me at a point when i was unemployed it took me two years to find a job now that just could be because i just moved too soon and that's a whole another subject on a whole another topic i probably talk about that in season two but just generally speaking you never know what's going to happen so on top of just being there still has to be a level of independence even in your marriage so not that you don't communicate but together you need to make sure that you have your money together that you're saving these are things that you know not to say that we have arrived or that we've perfected but these are gems as we are growing in our marriage that we have learned and that we are that we're learning as far as to be successful financially Mm -hmm. and you have to understand that although you may have a plan on what's going to go what's going to happen how we're going to handle bills you have to also be prepared and understand that things can change there can be a shift that's why you can't go in or you should not go into a relationship with an understanding or a mindset that whoever i'm with They just have to take care of me because say that something happens to him, not even that he loses his job. I got to be he though. He or she. Okay. But I'm just going to say, I mean, really, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't nothing. (laughs) Nothing's going to happen to you. We're going to die together. We're going to be either we're going to get raptured up together or we're going to be like a hundred. Plus. Uh, yeah, plus. Make sure you say plus. A hundred plus. Yeah. We're going to die together. And then we're going to wake up. We're going to open our eyes. We're going to have our new bodies. And we're going to be like, because you did make it. You was living a good life. Mm. But. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you was. You was living a Yo, good life. you was living a good life. <laughs> but, um, no, really, truly, you have to still, you can't go in with these, like, societal empty mm-hmm. egotistical thing and and I also want to say and if you want the man to work please have something more to bring to the table than your looks oh if you want the man to work then don't complain about him working first you work too much you wanted me to work you want to stay at home there has to be a balance and so we'll get to that oh yeah, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. There definitely has to be a balance. I don't think that that's something bad to complain about, but we will get to that. But on the topic in which we're discussing when it comes to the finances, understand that things can change. Yeah. Go in with an open mind. You have a plan. There's nothing wrong with preparation. You have a plan, but go on with an open mind. Circumstances like this especially, I think there's like three, the top two things that ruin marriages or cause divorces in marriage is money. Right. And is it infidelity or is it something else? I can't remember. Uh, no. But I know money is like number one. I oh, think, communication. No, I thought it's, it's money and communication. Okay, so the third one must be city girls. <laughs> <laughs> what you know about city girls? I don't know. That's what everybody been talking about. This is summertime. Talking about it's a city girl, hot city girl, hot girl summer, hot girl summer. Yeah, yeah. they said they got hot boy summer too. Oh, uh, I don't know what that consists <laughs> of. Me neither. Yes. <laughs> Hot Girl Summer has been very prevalent. Shout out to uh, Meg The Stallion. I think she's the one who dubbed that. Hot Girl Summer. I don't know none of her music. I like the beat to one thing, but I think she's the one who dubbed the Hot Girl Summer. I only listen to 88.1 in the morning, so I don't... don't. (laughs) He be lying. (laughs) (laughs) 
right. What we got next, Mr. Winfield? Okay, so since you were, you were talking about as far as... Uh, balance. As far as balance, right? Uh, here's a good question that we can go to, and then this is just catered to you that you can answer. It says, how do you keep your own identity while being a wife? So how do you keep your own identity? You know, when you're married, they say that you're one, but how do you keep your own identity as a wife? Well, I mean, we... we before we even started recording, we are we had like our own personal conversation yeah. about this, mm-hmm. and you know my perspective of what I drew from what that person was asking is because you know being a wife requires a lot. It requires work, and I tell people, I tell my friends all the time who want to be married, you know, like if you're not trying to work, then you're not trying to get married. Right. Period. Period. Yeah. That. So, you know, you have to be willing to, to put in that work. So that means that, you know, when he not being Prince Charming, you know, if he if when he tired, when he when he's just he. So when I'm not being Prince Charming, that means I'm the frog, right? <laughs> I ain't kissing you though. <laughs> oh, you ain't kissing me though. Oh, okay. okay. But no. Um I would say we as as women, generally speaking, just in general, we we carry a lot. We do a lot. Um, subconsciously, it's almost like you have to prove yourself because you know they say now girls run the world, but men have been the more prevalent ones, and so we're always in comparison, even if we don't want to do that. So even in your household. It doesn't mean, and I'm, you know, don't get me wrong when I say, like, it's a competition in the household, but it's easy for somebody to say, oh, yeah, that's Brandon's wife. Like, yes, I am his wife. Yes, I am Jolie, Jordan, and Jada's mom, but I'm also Angelique. I'm also an individual. Um, I was sharing with Brandon, I have a friend who doesn't really re- desire to be away from her husband and her yeah, kids. Yeah. You know, and I think she had made a post on Facebook about it. We talked about it after I saw the post, but she was saying one of the, I think she was like in a mom group. One of them ended up asking her to go on a cruise and she said no. You know, and she explained to them that she wasn't interested in, you know, leaving her, her husband and her kids and she don't never, she's never away from them. And they kind of looked at her like, what? Like you, well, you always want to spend time with your kids and and with your with your husband, and don't really require you don't want to do anything else. And she was just like, I mean, she has her own personal issues why she's so attached to her family, but her personal time is you know her writing, working out, her self care, different things of that nature. And so there's not really one mm-hmm. exact way for you to have your own identity, but it is. Whatever is your your getaway right. can be how you have your own identity. So if you like to write, if you like to read, if you like to, whatever it is that you have that are your hobbies, um, whatever your goals are, whatever your God purpose is, you don't want to go into a marriage and just lose that because now you have became a wife. There's nothing wrong with having your own personal aspirations and your own desires and your own dreams while you're in your marriage. Right. And you also want to make sure that why, because you're going to be able to tell whether or not the person who you think is going to be your husband, who you're dating, they're going to tell 
they're, or they're going to show signs whether or not they're going to be supportive of your aspirations. Right. Anyway, so when you, you know, for me, like going back to school and outside of undergrad, going back because that required for him to, you know, help out and do extra more, you know, my husband. So you have to have somebody that's supportive because if he's not supportive, he's not going to do anything extra mm-hmm. or he's going to make you feel bad about going out and doing something for yourself when really it's not about self. It's bettering yourself so that your family dynamic has better and has sure. broader um, uh, opportunities, yeah. you know, for growth, whether it's financial or just so your kids, your children can example, see right. the example. So when we make that statement, I want you to be better than me, then you need to set that bar high so that they can. Right. If you're doing, if you're average and you're doing the bare minimum just to make it, it's not going to be that easy for you to surpass. And so you want to stay true to yourself. You want to, you want to be hungry about what your passions are. And it could be something as little as, I mean, I remember when I had the baby and I was able to drive when Brandon would get home, I would say, all right, I'm about to go out. And all I would do is like walk around Target, go to Walmart, maybe go to the thrift store. But that was just my breather because I had been in the house with the baby all day. And then the boys come home and help them with homework. And because I'm the type of person who also works, being at home for that time period, I haven't done that in a long time and having a Mm -hmm. newborn. And so I needed that time so that I could still have my own identity. So... You may not have as much time to go on trips. I go, you know, I go on trips. It may be just a weekend. It may be a week. Once a year, you know, we do something together. We want to do stuff with the kids. And then I do my own thing. He'll do his own thing. So, but ultimately you want to just stay stay true to yourself and don't go in a marriage with the perspective feeling like, oh, well, now I can't do this because I am, I'm I'm married. You have to do things differently, but you shouldn't have to stop doing something completely because you're married. Right. What do you feel? How do you feel about, you know... Well, I'm not a wife, so... I know you're not a... I'm talking about me as your wife. Oh, as far as what, your identity? In my my identity, yes. Oh, you mine, you know? (laughs) Ain't no identity, B. No, but no, yo, no, you have, you definitely have your own identity. I mean, you're Mrs. Winfield, but you know, you're Mrs. Winfield, the wife, you're Mrs. Winfield, the mother, you're Mrs. Winfield, the full-time employed wife. Mm, had to throw that in there. <laughs> had to throw that in there. You know, you, you're Mrs. Winfield, my best friend, you're Mrs. Winfield, uh, of course, the receiver of, of, you know, my frustrations at times not saying that I beat on her or nothing like that but I mean if I have to vent to her she you know she receives all of that and she's the ear she's the she's the counsel that I need when I want to hear it the counsel that I need when I don't want to hear it so I mean you have your own identity I mean that's one thing I I, I could say about you from the day that I met you that you ain't never changed you know you ain't never changed who you are I mean you may say that you know we're married now so it's a, a different type of commitment but you've never changed who you were you know you've always been the same angie where we can laugh and we can you know uh you know pull out lines from movies and laugh uh dealing with whatever situation may have happened at that point in time right. and you know so you've always been that same person like you never you never changed so you've always ke- you've, you've kept your identity from from day one day one day one day one <laughs> is that a song ain't that ain't that drake I don't know. <laughs> oh, I 
Aubrey, right? <laughs> Act like he know him, Aubrey. I know Aubrey. <laughs> what we got next? Yeah, really? so that was how you keep your own identity while being a wife. Um, so, it, it, so, so to bounce off of that, how to keep your own identity while being a wife. So, how do you balance couple time and family time? Because you know, as me as a husband, I always want my wife. It's never a day that goes by where I, I be like, Lord, can somebody please watch the kids? <laughs> Cause I want to, let me tell you something about me and me and Angie. When we were first dating, I mean, oh man, we used to go to Bush Gardens every 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 weekend. It yeah, seemed like every almost, other weekend. Every Jay other was weekend, with his dad. right? Because yes, yes, JJ was with his father, and so you know, on those free week, weekends when we were free, man, we go out, date, listen to some good music, go hang out, go eat, you know, go to the movies. Right. But now that we got a three piece in the house. Mm. We seem to, we just can't and seem to get, three. and if we, and even if we do get got to get with them or get rid of them, we gotta pick them up in about three, four, or five hours. Yeah. <laughs> and so, but the balancing couple time and family time, I would say that it always has to be a balance. Uh, our pastors always told us that you don't find balance, you make, make balance, balance, right? right. So it's kind of like in a situation to saying, okay, say you have, you know, you're, you're, you're in marriage and you don't have any kids, right? But then you have kids and you spend your time and your effort all into your kids and not to say that you forget about your spouse, but your children are your priority. Right. I mean, which they should be, but you should always have, you know, your spouse in mind when it comes to those things. Right. So when, you're, when your children grow up and they're grown and they leave the house, what do you do then? Y'all looking at each other crazy looking, like... Looking at each other crazy right in their face. Or either y'all ain't saying nothing to each other, but can you pass me the remote control? <laughs> or baby, what we eating tonight? And this, and this, and this short conversations, and, and it's not that that uh, deep infatuation in which you first had when you first met each other. So it's always important, I think, that you should always have that balance between you know, family time and couple time. Because, I mean, of course, your family... Is uh is is most important because I mean as far as you all being a unit and you all uh well parents wise grooming and grooming and in um implanting in your kids you know morals how to be good citizens how to follow God how to uh you know love God and love people also but then of course when it comes to your wife or your spouse uh, I believe that it's more important to take that time out to you know, uh, recommit to each other or to rekindle those things and that you saw with each other. Because, I mean, I've, I've gotten so used to the bonnet that I love it. You know what I'm saying? Like, when she, when you, when you, when she first put on a bonnet, I used to be like, man, why you got that bonnet on? And she, my hair, don't touch my hair. My hair. And I'm like, I love the bonnet. Keep the bonnet on, girl. Shoot, you better keep that thing on. I don't mean, I'm not even wearing a bonnet. Right, she got the, the Tupac rag on right now. <laughs> You feel me? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But she got that on right now, but but that's what I'm saying. And so it's like your, your marriage or whatever goes goes beyond the point of, you know, making your spouse laugh or making them, you know, happy for, you know, just a minute minute of time. But it, it goes back to that area of courting them and, and going back to what made you, you know, want to get to know them in the first place. And I mean, with us, you know, it's it's hard in between because of the kids. But, you know, just like I said, you don't, don't find balance. You make balance. So you have to find a, make a way to balance that time. And you just need to ask your husband to take you on a date. 
I want to go out. Take me out. That's what I say to him all the time. I want to be courted. Because he used to court me all the time. I used to make him be able to buy when we used to go to the clubs. And the little flower. He used to hate. Yeah, she used to make me buy the flowers from the the lady lady in the club. The the lady in the club would come by with that little white bucket. And I would look in her eyes and tell her no before she even got to the table. He always was doing that whenever we go out. And I mean, we weren't going. We were going, what was it, Guaz? We would go to like. Yeah, like some place that was, you know, classy. But we can have food. We would Mm -hmm. sit down. You know, we can dance and just enjoy each other. But I. I used to be like, hey, can you buy me flowers? What, what was the other one? And, and don't and don't you ask me to pay $20 for no picture. Right. Because people, you know, when you're in the club, they always want to take a picture of you. Or go to the concert and, and they got like, a little billboard hanging up. And guess what? He did every single one of them. We went to a concert one time at the Chrysler Hall. I ain't going to say the artist because she's not paying us to talk about her. So... <laughs> oh, my goodness. But we went to, uh, we went to a place. Oh, I already said Chrysler Hall. And we went there, and it was a big picture of her. And my wife comes to me, well, Angie, my girlfriend at the time, <laughs> she says, Bae, can we take a picture? I asked the guy how much the pictures cost. She was like, $20. I was like, ugh. I, was like, oh. I wanted to give somebody my phone and tell them to take a picture of us in front of it. Because I, I'm when it comes to finances, I'm... I'm not tight. Frugal. I'm very frugal. Like, when it comes to materialistic stuff, like, you can ask my wife, every piece of clothes that's in my closet, I don't think I bought a pair of shoes in about five years. That's because he was gifted like 30. Yeah, I was gifted like 30 of them. But when it comes to dress shoes and stuff, like, my wife always spends our money because we married, so it was ours. It's like both of ours. It's like both of ours. And, you know, she goes out and she finds things that she knows that I would look nice in. But, you know, that's what I... But, but yeah. But, yeah, going back to the question. What was the question? Are we rambling, right? Are we rambling? What was the question? Okay, so the question was oh, couple time and family time. So how do you balance that, too? I was talking about going to... And then you were talking about spending money for the roses in the club and all that right stuff. no but <laughs> what we got to that because basically i was saying we because we used to go out all the time yeah. and the same thing and i tell him all the time the same way the same things you did to get me is the same things you should continue to do to to keep me not to say that i'm going anywhere nah, but you, you want to don't try me anyways the same energy that you put in to to get me to love you, to spend time with you, you should be putting that same energy within your marriage. Yeah. And so you want to make sure that you have that one-on-one time with your spouse. And you want to make sure that you have that time with your kids as a family. And that doesn't mean just... You know, y'all all in the same house. It can be like, I read an article when it says that 75% of Americans don't even eat dinner at the table anymore. Mm. And that's family time. Yeah. If you think about sitting at the table, you talk, like you eat, but you're also talking like, so how was your day? Blah, blah, blah. I mean, that's your time, you know. So when we go downstairs, we cut the TV off, even though the table is in the kitchen, you can still hear the TV, you can still, you know, the kids will turn around and try to look at the TV, so we cut it off, so that it's just us interacting, I mean, even with the baby, we put her in the little walker, and we put her around to the side, and we feed her, and, you know, we entertain her, and then we talk to each other, so I mean, family time like that, you know, pulling out games, going somewhere together, it doesn't, I mean, 
we can speak to any situation. We've we've been together when we ain't have nothing. We've been together when we had more than enough, just enough, not enough. And so there are ways that you can make time for each other and for your family in right. all in all those seasons. It's just about making that time. Right. And so now we have to you will get to a point where you get so accustomed with life, trying to make money, trying to make things happen as your kids grow. If you have kids, um, because usually when you're married and it's just you and your significant other, that's it. Mm-hmm. Just you and your spouse. That's it. You know, but once kids are implemented, whether it's one kid, two or three kids, your focus kind of shifts. You, you, you have to make sure money is there. People are, you're tired. You're going to sleep. So you want to make sure that, you know, you are sitting down having that conversation like, babe, you know, we let's let's try to go on a date once a month. It may happen. It may not happen. But you want to be intentional about making those things come to pass. Right. So you got your your focus, you know, on yourself and building your relationship because you get to know your you get mm-hmm. to know your your spouse every day. You learn different things about your spouse every day. Believe me, I do. True religion. True religion. <sighs> What we got next, Mr. Winfield? Um, it looks like we're going to the drawing to the end. Wow. I think we did. Are we really? Yeah. We got one more question. It's only one more? One more, G. What's usual? Yes, baby. Spiritually in different places, paying the bills and marriage, your own identity as a wife, balance a couple and family time, commitment and... Uh, commitment and respect? Yeah, commitment and respect within the marriage. That's it? Yeah. Dang. Okay. So. Oh. So. You want to start off? Um. Okay. So when it comes to commitment and respect in marriage, uh, I I can be transparent with y'all. I mean, my wife she does it every week, so why can't I, right? <laughs> so I just want to uh, just make this known that this would be the first and only time of transparency because I like my like my life private as my wife knows. Karen, if you ever listen, there you have it. Hey, Miss Karen, how you doing? <laughs> but uh, when it comes to commitment, I would say that you have to be able to know the difference of commitment when it comes to just a relationship and when it comes to marriage because it took me a while to grasp that when it came to me and my wife because the things that I used to do, not saying I did anything wrong when we were just dating, but uh, it was more of an uh, an individual mindset. Like, even though we were in a relationship, Angie would always say, you moving like you single. <laughs> like, I'm like, Word. and I'm like, what you mean I'm moving like I'm single? Girl, I'm coming home to you. What you mean I'm moving like I'm single? And he said that. <laughs> and so... <laughs> And so, basically, it was more so of the commitment in which, say, for instance, I say, okay, well, baby, I'm going to be home at this time. Mm. The moving like I'm single aspect would be, all right, I'm coming home at this time or I'm going to be home at this time, but something came up and I didn't communicate with her that, okay, baby, I'm going to be running a little bit late. Mm. That's the difference between the commitment and the relationship and the marriage. Well, that's just the commitment in anything. If you love somebody, you would want to keep them uh, informed on whether it's been a change of plans, you know, things are subject to change, right? Yeah. So when it comes to marriage, I had to be able to understand that, okay, it's the little things that count when it comes to commitment. Like say for instance, if, uh, at the time, you know, or some recording, recording music at a studio and for people that worked in a studio, if you haven't worked in a studio or if you are in a relationship with somebody that, that works in the studio, I encourage you to ask them, 
to go with them one time to the studio to see how much time and work it, it takes in order to record because uh, even though it seemed like a short period of time to me at that point in time, from my wife's standpoint, it was about, you know, three, four hours. Five, four or five. Four or five. Okay, four or five hours in which, you know, I know that I was, you know, getting something done or that I needed to get done. But in her mindset, it's like, okay, is he all right? Or, okay, he, I haven't heard from him. Okay, I know he said he's there, but usually he would, uh, you know, common courtesy or the commitment aspect of it would be for him to say, okay, let me take time out. Let me call. Let me call my baby and let her know, okay, baby, everything is all right. I'm still here. I'm almost done. Or I anticipate being home at this time. So that's the commitment piece. When it comes to the respect of the marriage, you have to understand that when you say I do to that person, it's no longer, you know, you and I, it's us. So the respect aspect of that deals with uh, knowing each other's boundaries, you know, whether it be uh, your spouse may not like, uh, well, let's, let's be petty. Your spouse may not like uh, shoes at the front door or something like that. Mm-hmm. But the respect aspect of it is, okay, I know my wife doesn't like this or I know that my husband doesn't like this. I know I took my shoes off when I when I came in the house. I went in the kitchen. Let me grab these shoes and take them upstairs. You know what I'm saying? Or, or, or even more pettier, I don't like the rolls of the toilet paper to face on the outward side. They need to be facing the backward side or right. the seat being up or something like that. The, the respectable as, aspect of it is, okay, let me make make the living situation as peaceful as possible and as respectable as possible so that way when they come home, it's a sign of peace. It's a sign of respect. It's a sign of love. It's a sign of, oh, you're home. This is where you can, you know, let your hair down. Or this is where you can rest. Or this is where you can walk around with a bonnet on. You know what I'm saying? So that's, I think that's uh, just a small or slight, I would say, uh, answer that I could give when it comes to the commitment and respect in a marriage. What you got to say? You tread very lightly, sir. Yeah, I do. Because, I mean, I just I just want to go to sleep sometimes, you know. Because you know, if, if I say the wrong thing, see, I'm going to tell y'all something about this podcast thing that we got going on. Uh, y'all just hear what comes on Friday. Yeah, y'all don't hear what, what happens. I mean, she may tell y'all what happens from Monday through Thursday before she records. But with me as being a husband, I'm kind of like behind the scenes when it comes to uh, any type of emotion that that's felt towards it. I mean, because I've, I'm committed to my wife and I'm respectable to my wife. I listen to those things. And then I, I, I do my best to encourage her or do my best to make her feel as though, especially if it's a negative situation or if it's a way that she feels opposite of, uh, of what she's expected. I mean, it's my, my job or to be committed to her, to let her know that, okay, baby, uh, well, well, what was your idea? Or, baby, what were you thinking? Or, baby, not what were you thinking in the wrong sense, but, baby, well, what was your thought on that? Uh, how, 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 did this, how does that work? Or, baby, well, what you just said was actually what you need to be, you know, expressing when it comes to your podcast. Or, or what you said is, is what you need to actually say to this person or to that person. So, when it comes to the commitment and respect, going back towards that, I think that uh, it should be, as a husband, it should be our duty to, to, one. I mean, if you're if you have God as your head head of the household, 
and then uh, if you have God as your head, as, as the head of your household, then your marriage will be so much easier. Not to say that it's going to be completely easy because, I mean, you know, rocks and stones will be, or obstacles will come regardless. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know, just as, you know, the just and unjust, it happens to us all. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, but if God is always the head, then it's, there's always a way and an answer to be able to solve those things that may become difficult to most. Mm-hmm. And that was the question that I skipped as far as how do you keep God as the center of your marriage, right? Yeah. But before we go there, you can go ahead on the piggyback as far as commitment and respect on a marriage. So, um, commitment and respect in your marriage. Um, I would say first and foremost, you need to make it your business to know and learn your 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 wife or your husband and that can come from observation or that can come from you actually opening your mouth and asking do you like this do you not like that how do you like that's communication listen Mm -hmm. i'm a communication major so like i need language like you have to talk i ask him all the time i think i've been asking you since we've been dating like i call it temperature checks like so how do you feel about our relationship i ask him what, every couple months? Right, and that's why I'd be like, if I don't say nothing wrong, ain't nothing wrong. But she just wanted, just want to hear it out my mouth. But don't nobody don't see, cause my thing is, you not. I I'm just going. I'm gonna keep it real, cause y'all already know I keep it real. I don't do well with embarrassment. You're not about to make me walk around here looking crazy. And when I say looking crazy, it doesn't have to do with other people. I mean, don't have me feel like everything is okay, and things aren't really okay. See, I am um, more of a communicator, so I speak more than he does. He's a little bit more passive. And so I have to ask him questions. So if you are married to a woman or a man who is passive, you have, if you aren't already, you have to ask those questions. Whatever it is that you want, because... Unless they're really passionate about it, they're not going to initiate it. Because things that are that important to us, a lot of times they either don't think about it or it's really just not that important because they're just really lax in certain areas, especially when it comes to communication. And so, like, I would say for me, he may not communicate or don't, he may not talk as much as I talk. But I tell him all the time, more so recently, you got to discern when you got to be quiet and when you can't talk. Because you telling me that you don't talk is not an acceptable response to me. It's a cop-out for you to not. Because it's important for you, if you want me to respect who you are and know who you are, you have to know who I am. That goes for your marriages. If you have an expectation and you have vocalized it, you should be able to receive Mm -hmm. it on the other end and so the same way i feel like i have the right to tell you what my expectations are you have the right to tell me what your expectations are now how i'm gonna find out your expectations i'm gonna just ask you right and so that's that's just that's just me and i mean he still don't he still doesn't initiate those type of things but he talks he talks more, but those type of things, those areas, those type of conversations, just because of the person that I am, 
I just always got to be in the know when it comes to my when it comes to my marriage. That's just how devoted I am to my marriage and to how important it is for him to, you know, be happy, not just with me, but to be happy. Because if he's not happy with himself, then he's it's nothing that I can do to make him happy. You have to be happy before you can expect for someone else to make you happy. Because if you're not happy, no one's ever going to make you happy. I mean, that's just the reality of it. And so when you're talking about the commitment and the respect, those two things can tie in together when you actually take the time to devote understanding who your spouse is. Understand who your wife is. Understand who your husband is. If you know that she get her hair done every two weeks, like give her, you know, I tell my husband all the time. And don't expect for him, him or her. But more so him, because y'all be tripping out here, to give you a compliment all the time. Because sometimes they just don't be paying attention. Yeah. I be telling him, so you don't see me. Look at me. What When I get my eyebrows done, I be like, yeah. what's different? What's different? <laughs> I be like, what, you got taller? <laughs> you taller, baby. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, it's like, you know. You know, and and that's one of the things that I say when it comes to, you know, the commitment and respect in a relationship. One of the the commitment thing would be, you know, being able to see those things that are new, you know, or those things that are, you know, have been done to wherein I can be like, oh, baby, I like your eyebrows or, oh, baby, you got your hair done or, or baby, you see your nails, you got the French tip polish on, you know, or I see you the... You done, you done went and put the nair to them legs today. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But it's all those things as far as the commitment because with your commitment, you, you're able to observe your spouse even more and able to notice those things that they changed about themselves. Yes. Also, well, you got to modify your behavior. Don't think that you have to go into marriage and, oh, I got to change. I got to change because I'm married. You want to know who he or she is. Now, if they're if they're like not committed and they're disconnected, don't think that when you go into marriage that it's gonna change because you're married. Because if they were disconnected when you were dating, nine times out of ten, if you haven't nipped it when you were dating, it's gonna go into the marriage. Mm-hmm. And so it's just important for you to already have that foundation laid there. Um but when you get into the marriage, the the, the commitment is once you know who your significant other is once you understand who your spouse is then it becomes your decision because we all have choices god has given us free will we don't have control over man i tell my husband all the time you can tell somebody anything right but what they do with it is their choice that's the same in a marriage you know so you can only pray that they respect you and who you are that much that they will work on mm-hmm. whatever it is if they don't if they don't already do it that they, that you pray and that you believe that they are intentionally working on that thing that they have not perfected quite yet to not accommodate you but out of respect and commitment to the relationship that, okay, this how my wife flow, this how my husband flow. So because, excuse me, because I know that I have to respond a certain way. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a, I, I am a communicator. 
I am all about communication. I'm all about language. I'm all about tone. All those things are like in me. So it's very, you can say anything to me. But what's the rest, boo? But just know who you're talking to. No, it's not. It's not that. That's for the kids. Oh, that's for the kids. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not about what you say. Oh, but how you say it. It's about how you say of it. Of course. And so, like, tone is important to me. You know, body language is important to me. I mean, he would like to say that I overanalyze things. And in certain areas, I may. However, when it comes to communication, when it comes to tone, I'm just particular. You know, and so... When you know those things, then you make sure that you're mindful. Right. That's really all it is. Well, you know, that's not my intention. I'll be mindful. Like, you have to be able to be empathetic and acknowledge your spouse's feelings before yours. True. You know, I'll give an example. You know, if I feel some type of way, but he, but he don't get it. Because we have two different personalities. Well, you choosing to be you choosing to be that way. You just want to be that way. And it's like, no, nah, you actually made me. You can't tell a person how to feel. You can only tell that person if it is or isn't your intention. You want to acknowledge your you want to acknowledge your spouse's feelings first because your your the last thing you want to do is offend the person who you're you're supposed to be spending the rest of your life with. Mm-hmm. Not to say that it won't ever happen, but you should be able you you should feel a certain type of way, and you should express well. You know that was not my intention when I said this or when I did this. This is what I meant. That doesn't change how the person feels, but it acknowledges their feelings. And so, those type of things for me, it takes your commitment. She mm-hmm. don't like that. He don't like that. This is what gets under their skin. You have to know them in order to even begin to commit or respect anything. Mm-hmm. So the first thing to do is to get to know them, to know who they are, know what their triggers are, you know, and understand who they are in order for you to respect or commit to anything. Right. Well, yeah, if I ain't taking heed to it, I can just hit rewind and listen to it again, <laughs> right? Whatever. <laughs> But we did have, you know, he spoke too soon. I knew we had one more, one more um, question. And the question is actually a good question. Um, It asks, how do you keep God as the knot or the center um, of your marriage when things get rough, when things get tough, when things are hard? Um, Did you want me to go first? Yeah, you can go first, baby. Okay, so... The first thing that came to mind was we we went to the, our one of our church's marriage retreats. This wasn't we had one like we we've been having them every year. I want to say for the past three or four years. Yeah. So we had one last year that was physically at the church, but the one before the one before that we actually went um like to a really nice hotel, and so we had seminars and we sat in groups together, and so we were listening to some of our um church friends testimonies of their relationship and even though we were laughing i mean you laugh about things that you overcome yeah but it was like wow we had realized that a lot of the things that they had encountered we had it and that and i realized then that that's because we spent before we were even married we spent uh 
I want to say majority, we went, we started going to the church. Jordan was already a year old. So, mm-hmm. bef- so the four years before we even got married, we were under the church. You know, we were under our pastor. Mm-hmm. So we were getting that teaching. So even though there were some times, challenging times in our relationship, there was a lot of things that could have happened in our relationship during the time that we weren't chasing after God um, that never did. Because we were under our spiritual father. Amen. Shout out to Doc. To Doc. Pastor McGee. Hey. At the house church. When I first laid <laughs> Yes, our spiritual parents. They have been heaven sent. Definitely. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so we were talking to them and it's like, dang, like that's some, that's rough. That's, that was some rough stuff. And. That was one of the things that we learned is that you have to keep God in the center. What's the Bible verse? An eat three uh three strand cord is not easily broken. Right, exactly. And so it's you, the husband, it's the wife, and then there's God. Yeah. And what we learned at our marriage retreat last year when we had um it at the church was that you have to also understand that. The husband may waver, and I'm not talking in a negative content, but I'm just saying, like, when it comes to faith or be challenged with some issues that has really weighed him down, and so that strength then gets on the wife, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. But as long as God is in the center, there's always somebody. Somebody's going to go to God. Mm-hmm. Somebody. You have to, if God is in the center, there is a chance that when, when someone, when one of the spouses are challenged in an area where their faith is wavering, there's someone that is going to to have that faith, that's going to intercede, that's going to pray, that's going to motivate and encourage their their spouse and raise that faith back up. Right. But if God is not in the center and that spouse is out of it, then you're only going to respond with the same emotion. Mm-hmm. That's it. You're going to have the same emotion. You're going to be overwhelmed. You're going to be frustrated. Y'all probably not going to be talking to each other. Whatever the case is, because there's no, there's nowhere else for you to go. There's nowhere else for you to resort because God is not in the center. You haven't given him full range or full access into your marriage and God what we what we've learned is that the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. Right. God is only going to do what you allow allow him to do. Mm -hmm. He has given us free will and because of that free will you you got you have a choice. Choice. I mean it's only two ways out. I'll put that in my um on my quote, my motivational quote today. Um there's only two ways out. You either gonna go out defeated or you're gonna go out virtue or you're gonna go out victorious. You, but you have a choice. Right. You know, you have a choice, you know, and ultimately we, we want to encourage people to choose life. That doesn't mean that you're, you're going to be, your mindset is always going to be life. Right. You know, because it's easy to fold. It's easy to get distracted, especially in a marriage, especially when someone is not being the person who you think that they should be or that you know that they can be but that's when you have to start working that's when you have to start laboring in the word and when you know your spouse when you're committed to your spouse when you respect your spouse then you know exactly what to pray for and sometimes what i've learned especially more so recently is that you got to fall back 
as far as your words, not your prayer, not interceding on their behalf, because that's when you're that's where your work needs to go. You're there for your your spouse physically, you're open and ear. You speak when led, but sometimes you have you you gotta cut it off. Because when they have their mind made up that this is just where I wanna be, they don't need you nagging. Because I mean, because that's how it's going to be perceived. You think you ministering to them, but really it's like, dog, I don't want to hear that because the flesh has taken over. Right. And so you have to be able to, you know, tap yourself out and be okay with that. Mm -hmm. Be patient. You know, just like we were talking about earlier, you have to be, you have to be patient because you will have those times where it's like, dog, I mean, come on, yo, I see, I see, you know, I see this in you, why are you acting this way, why are you acting that way, God's gonna do this, God gonna do that, God, but if that faith ain't there, right, then they can't see that, so you can encourage them, yeah. but you don't want to keep hitting them with it, because that's not where your work is to be labored, right, you need to let God handle, you pray for God to renew that mind, speak to him, minister him, open up your ear, open up their ears so that they can hear him clearly. And you always know that y'all working on something. Mm-hmm. God is in the center and you have to be, you, you got to be, you know, the spiritual warrior. Somebody got to suit up. True indeed. I mean, even as you said, you know, uh, with encouraging them, uh, you know, and you say, you know, you want, you don't want to keep beating, beating, beating faith into them because it's like, you know, Pastor always told us, it's, you know, you may just be there to plant the seed. You may not be the one to water right, the seed. Right. It's maybe somebody like else that comes around and waters the seed. And I mean, when it comes to marriage, how to, you know, keep God at the center uh, when times get rough. Uh, you know, basically, even as you know, the traditional mothers would say in the church, you know, cast your cares on God. And trust in his wisdom. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, uh, you know, why would you let yourself get uh, overworked over, you know, something that may be big to you, but it's small to God. You right. know what I'm saying? And even in in uh, how it says, you know, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not into thy own understandings, mm-hmm. but in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. So if you have some trouble or something gets rough in your marriage, trust in the Lord, you know, uh, lean not to your own understanding wherein, you know, you know, marriage is looking this way or marriage may, may not be the way that it's supposed to be in your own eyes, but mm-hmm. you know, all in all your ways, acknowledge him like God, you know, uh, I may not be, you know, the type of person that, you know, my spouse needs me to be, but I'm trusting you that you would, you know, create in me a new, a new thing, you right. know, so that way that I could be, you know, uh, what my spouse wants me to be. For them, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or even to the point where in, you know, it says that, you know, when it comes to trouble in your life, uh, God is our refuge and our strength. He's a very present help in the time of trouble. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you look at it, it's a difference between when things get rough and, and when trouble arises. So if you look at the the contrast between something being rough and something that is troubling, what's rough to you is is not a problem for God, one. And then what's troubling to you is not a problem to God because you should be able to cast those things upon him. And when you leave it at the altar, I guarantee you that, you know, depending on how your relationship is with God, he'll answer you immediately. It may take, you know, an hour. It may take a day. It may take a year. It may take a month. Or it may take for someone to, you know, pour into your life. 
But as long as you continue to trust God and be unwavering in your faith at times, you know, uh, you know, uh, I would say that my relationship with God is, has been better than what it has been when I was, you know, of younger years, because, you know, you could tell me to trust God, trust God, trust God. And I would say, okay, yeah, I trust God, but I'm gonna go, I'm gonna still go out here and get it, (laughs) get it on my own. You know what I'm saying? And so don't look at me with the side eye. I said that the other day, didn't I? (laughs) But like I said, my, 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 my faith has grown even more from the day before. You know what I'm saying? Every day your relationship has to get better and better and better. Because I mean, sometimes I'm going to tell you, now it wasn't dealing with marriage. This was just life. You know, this was just life in general. It was just getting overwhelming. Circumstances were getting overwhelming, you know, as far as us, you know, with, not in marriage-wise, but just, you know, financially, life-wise, whatever, you know. But, you know, the, your favor becomes more, uh, not your favor, but your faith becomes more, uh, get, gets more growth as you continue to trust God. And then once you trust God and you see the doors that he, that he's opening or the opportunities that he's giving to you, you God, God, just like, just like, you know, how it's the just and the unjust. God blesses the just just like he blesses the unjust. You know what I'm saying? The rain falls on us both. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It could be good times. We could have, it could be high times, you know? Uh, so when it comes to that, we have to understand that when it comes to your marriage, if there's trouble in your marriage and your marriage is getting rough, that continually, to continuously have faith. Like, I can't put it any, any, any simpler than that. Like, you have to be able to see further than what you see with your natural eye. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's not saying right. that you got to be crazy or you got to, you know, uh, you know, do any type of, you know, ritual or seance or anything to try to get to a spiritual, uh, another spiritual level. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying it in the sense of don't let your faith waver because of what you see directly in front of you when it when it when it comes to your marriage or when it mm-hmm. comes to you know your human endeavor whether whether you're working at a job when it comes to your children or whether it comes to your finances don't let anything that's rest that's right in front of you with your natural eye waver your faith because i mean just like she <laughs> has she laughed we had the same situation a couple of days ago and she was and she was beating me in the head you got to trust god baby you got to trust god and it's like yeah, I won't beat you. I said two things. Well, look, she said she won't beat me, but it was like eight o'clock in the morning, and well, so right. when he when just I didn't hear yeah, so yeah, I didn't want to hear it in the morning. I mean, not saying that I didn't want to hear it from her, but because she was right, you know what I'm saying. So it's like when some people say stuff right, it's like man, I don't want to hear it. But even though I know she was right, you know, I still didn't want to hear it. But that's why that's why I come to say, you know, my relationship and my faith has grown from the day before because I mean. God had a ram in the bush, you know, to where and things will, you know, work out, mm-hmm. work out. Uh, I guess you would say, you know, coming up within the next couple of days. And and that's just the, the, the way that, of course, one with us, you know, being married and being under a covenant with God to have his blessings placed upon our marriage. That means that, you know, what he makes happen for me, he's making happen for my wife. And what he makes happen for my wife, he's making happen for me. And what he makes happen for our household, I mean, makes that happen for us is working for our household, which means that our family is going to be prosperous also because we're we're going by his law, what he says, you know what I'm saying, as right. far as being married and it's being honored by him. And so even when we first got married and we, you know, 
when that uh, ceremony came and, and all of the people that gave us gifts, that gave us, you know, monetary donations and everything, you can see that as far as it being in the covenant of God because people will begin to bless and to pour in to something that God is blessing also. But going back into, you know, when times get rough, just always remember that, you know, God is our refuge and he is our strength. He's a very present help in the time of trouble. He's a very present help when times get rough. He's very present help when obstacles come our way. He's a very present help when um, we may not know what's in front of us. He's a very present help. He's there to guide us. He's a lamp to our feet and a light into our path. And, and as long as we continuously stay in his word and continuously meditate on his word and pray and seek out to hear from hear his voice, then he'll answer him. You know what I'm saying? He will, he will answer you and he will he will give you a definite and clear and concise answer as so far as far as what you are asking him and what he's asking of you. So just always remember that, you know, marriages will get rough, but in order for your marriage to work, you got to work your marriage, which is basically having God at the center. And when you have everything, when you have God at the center, you can place as many things as you want around God. You can place your finances around God. And as long as your finances, finances are touching God, God is going to bless it. You place your kids around God, as long as your kids are touching God, God is going to bless them. You place your marriage around God, as long as your marriage is, is, is with God, God is going to bless it. So you have to have God at the center of it all. You know what I'm saying? Word up, word up. That's what my dad be saying. <laughs> I tell my dad stuff, he be like, word up, word up. But no, I definitely, you know, agree. I did have something that I wanted to say, but you just had kind of get going. Listen, y'all, this is the most he taught. He probably ain't going to have nothing to say for the rest of the week until yeah. about Tuesday. Yeah. He just said everything that he don't even talk like this at the house. I mean, when I talk about God, I got a lot to say. You know what I'm saying? I don't know about you, though. <laughs> no, I love talking to you, baby. I'm just playing. It's something to make people laugh. I know somebody laughing right now. Boy, shut up. Call me now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. He is a hot mess. But yes, you know, you definitely want to make sure, first of all, make sure that whoever you thinking you're supposed to be married is who you're supposed to marry. Because if God ain't co signed on that jank, sorry for ya. It's tight. So, you know, you don't want to go into a marriage because you want to be married. Oh, I'm almost 40. Oh, I'm almost 30. I told myself I was going to be 26 and I was going to get married. Listen, I wasn't even looking for no husband. Nope. I won't think about a husband. I, won't, I definitely won't think about no kids. Until she saw your boy. <sighs> and, you know, and look at where we are today. Doing a podcast together. So, I invited you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's how it happened when we started dating. You invited me over. <laughs> Now you ain't laughing, right? <laughs> I did not invite him over. That's a lie. We went on a quiet tour together. <laughs> did not invite him over. But no, yes, definitely it's imperative that you make sure that God is in the center of your marriage. Yes. And um, that's what I was going to say. If you, when you are hitting, a, when you have hit a rough spot in your marriage and you don't know the promise of God, Google is your friend. Oh, man. Google is your friend. And I do it all the time. What does God, because I, you know, I'm still studying. I'm still growing. I know I have a relationship with God, but, you know, Brandon, he can come off the top with Bible verses. 
you know, my thing is once I find out the promise, it's all about applying the promise. It's all about working the promise. Mm -hmm. So if God, you got to find out what he say about that thing. And then you pray that word. But if you don't know the word, then you have to find the word. You have to find that promise. And then you meditate on that word because that's how, that's how it's going to manifest. Um, before we close, I definitely wanted to share a story. Um, it's very, very brief, but one of my friends, when she was married before, she had just told me not too long ago that she had had some issue in her marriage. And I want to say her husband had left. And so she was believing God to salvage her marriage and everybody in the church knew he had left you know, was asking and she was mm-hmm. like, yeah, me and my husband going to get back together. And they was looking at her crazy cause he hadn't came back. Mm-hmm. And so she said she had found what God had said to her. I mean, said pertaining to her situation and she meditated on that. She prayed that she kept it in her spirit. She listened, she plugged up, she tuned in anything that she can listen, listen to that applied to that circumstance. And her husband came back. And she said it wasn't until after the thing manifested that people was just like, yeah, we thought you were crazy. Mm-hmm. But if you're, if you go on that, you, you have to go hard. If you, if you are passionate and you love and respect and are committed to your marriage like that, regard, he left. But she was believing in God to salvage her marriage. And that was just so inspiring to me. Because that's how we should spend our time with God. That's how passionate we should be about our relationship with God. And our faith should be in God that much that we will find, seek his promise. Mm -hmm. We will meditate. We will study. We will talk to God about what it is that he has told us. Because God likes to hear his word and not because he forgot, but because we know it. Right. And we're holding him accountable to that thing because his word is not going to come back void because that will make him a liar. And he is not a liar. And we know he's not a liar. And so you got to work that word. If you don't know. Just look it up. Google is your friend. What does God say about blah, 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 blah? What does God say about husbands? What does he say about wives? What does he say about whatever? Whatever your thing is in your marriage, ask. It's in the book. It's in there. It is in the book. Look it up. If you don't know it off the top of your head, don't go ask auntie or grandma. Look it up for yourself. Exactly. And work it. Well, that's all I have to say. This is... Guys, just want to let you know it's a long one. Yeah, it is. It's a long one, but it's been two of us, so you guys. And this is the last one, y'all. This is the last phase of the Under Construction Podcast. And I'm so proud of myself. Because not that, it's not that I ever wanted to give up, but I know that I have been getting caught up in... <laughs> Thank you, boo. I just want to give her a round of applause. I'm sorry to cut you off, but... Yeah, like, just her will to hear, you know, hear what God has given to her and to be able to complete it, you know, that's that's uh, very commendable and it deserves a round of applause. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I might rub the back of the ankles today. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, and that doesn't mean, this is not it. No. We will be back in October. 
I have, I don't have all the titles yet, but I know that God has taken me to another level as far as what he wants me to share with you all. He has definitely started to reveal my purpose, the direction that he wants me to go. Um, he's definitely downloaded some things, so, you know, just just stay tuned. It's going to be lit. Be coming back in the fall. It'll be about October, so definitely just keep your eyes open um, yeah. for anything that I post on my social media. Um, I definitely will be letting you guys know what's going to happen, what's transpiring, yeah. when season two will commence. But until then, as always, it is my heart that week after week, this will become a safe place where we can share our wounds, our experiences, and our lessons. Before I close, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast, like, comment, and share. Thank you for joining me for another phase at the Complex. You can now listen to the podcast on Anchor FM, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Breaker, and Radio Public. You can gain access to all reference platforms by going to my Linktree website, which is L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash U-N-D-E-R-C-O-N-S-T-R-U-C-T, the number one O-N. If you have not already, be sure to follow me on Instagram at Under Construction Podcast for updates the next phase and daily encouragement posts until next time be blessed i hope you ain't your podcast not coming on in october because i think ain't no power coming on so i won't be listening <laughs> power come back on in august oh oh well then okay this is august oh well, yeah we ready for power you say this is a big rich town see y'all y'all Peace. be blessed